0: Hey, Travel Besties. Welcome back to the Passports and Coffee podcast.
1: A travel podcast where we help you to travel more with a 9 to 5. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Shereya. Don't forget to grab yourself a cup of coffee. And let's become Travel Besties and inspire each other to travel the world. Welcome back, Travel Besties, to a brand new episode of the Passports and Coffee podcast. Sadly... This is the end of season three, but we think we have a great episode for you today, and we are talking about our group trip as well as the extension of our time in Egypt. So we're doing a full destination spotlight on the country of Egypt, and we are so excited to talk to you about everything we got up to, and we hope we're able to put Egypt Egypt on your bucket list. How excited are you, Shreya?
0: I am so excited. It's still kind of a pinch me moment, and it's still feels a little surreal that we were actually in Egypt just a couple weeks ago, but I'm super excited to talk about it, and I have just grown to love it even more,
1: so I'm excited to talk about it. Honestly, Egypt is such a bucket list destination that majority of the time we were there, I just was like, pinch me. You need to pinch me because this place is absolutely incredible, and since I've been home mm-hmm. and I've talked about this destination with everybody, first of all, everybody's like, I cannot believe I went to Egypt. <laughs> Showing my photos, they're like, oh my God, that is so cool. Like, what was it like? I'm like, literally, like, you needed to pinch me because I thought I was dreaming. I've thought about the pyramids for so long. Learning about the pharaonic times was like amazing. I've learned so much. And it was honestly like a dream trip. And the fact that we were able to experience it with some of our listeners was absolutely amazing. Like, (laughs) thank you to each and every one of you guys who joined us on this. Crazy adventure! We want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts because you guys honestly made the trip that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna discuss all things Egypt today, and I'm yes. super excited. But <laughs> before, we started, before we get started, before we get started, Sharia, what are you drinking?
0: Ooh, okay, so in honor of today's episode, I am drinking a Turkish style coffee from my little Turkish coffee pot. Turkish coffee is a big thing in Egypt for coffee-wise, and so I thought it would be appropriate. So I'm having my little espresso-like Turkish coffee.
1: You know what's really appropriate is I'm also drinking something that's appropriate to Egypt. Yes. Um, So they love mint, a lot of mint tea. Now, I do not have mint tea, but I made a copper cow um, mint mocha latte. Ooh, those are good. So I'm bringing back like (laughs) the mint. Honestly, the mint tea (laughs) – so good. I, love it. I, I loved it. But <laughs> yes, I'm bringing back the mint times with my mint mocha latte. So, so good. <laughs> so let's talk about our trip to Egypt, you oh. guys. So we spent a culmination of two weeks, a little over two weeks mm-hmm. in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a good majority of the country. Yeah. We have a lot to talk <laughs> about. Um, If you guys were following our stories on Instagram, we shared pretty much everything with you guys from start to finish, including our group trip as well as our extension of our trip. And we have a lot to share with you. We came in a couple days before Mm -hmm. our group trip and we started out with a bang.
0: (laughs) We left. We took an overnight flight and it took us about a day to arrive. We arrived in the Cairo airport at 2 a.m. in the morning. And one thing about Cairo is that you can get your visa on arrival. It costs $25 USD, and you do want to bring cash. And it's been a minute since I've gone to a place that I, well, one, it's been a minute since I've been anywhere international. And two, it's been a minute where I've done visa on arrival. I think Asia was the last time that I did a visa on arrival. And so, You get that feeling when you haven't done something in a long time, you're like a little bit nervous and butterflies and you're like, oh, I wonder what this experience is going to be like in a different country. So I remember we go down the stairs, follow the signs to baggage claim and customs, and we turn the corner expecting it to be a madhouse because that's what we've heard, that the visa on arrival area and customs is nuts. But it was anything but that. It was, I think we got our visa within like two minutes.
1: The funny thing is is they didn't even ask for our passports. They we literally like, oh, we need two visas. And he just like looked at me and I was like, Okay, here's the cash. <laughs> Here you go. We gave him like fifty dollars. They gave us two visas and we were on our merry way. We were It's true. Then went straight to passport control. <laughs> it felt like you were at the um, movie theater. He's like, here's your movie ticket. <laughs> exactly. We went through passport control. She asked us no questions, yep. put the visa in our passports, and we were on our merry way. <laughs> So, if you guys are worried about that, super easy. I know Visa on Arrival is available for a good majority of people who are traveling. I think anybody that's in the EU, U.S. citizens, Canadians, um, and like I said, or like Shreya said, cash has to be in USD, Euros, or British Pound, which is... Didn't seem to be a problem. Everybody was paying in cash. (laughs) And yeah, going through the whole passport control customs, super easy. I wouldn't be concerned. Um, But yeah, that was kind of our first um, introduction into (laughs) Cairo. And the drive at like 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That was the
0: culture shock. That was like, "Oh, oh, we are somewhat completely different yes
1: now listen we have driven in some not personally driven because i was not about to drive in cairo um we had a ride set up for us but i we've driven in some crazy traffic situations oh man but let me tell you cairo egypt <laughs> um that's a whole completely beat different beast okay you guys like this i insane. I remember we got in the car. I looked at Shereya and I was like, holy shit.
0: I I I, I remember that moment too. It was so vivid because you and I are both pretty easy going with traffic because we both experienced high traffic, heavy traffic, um, four people on the back of a motorbike walking through crazy traffic in Vietnam. So we're accustomed to crazy traffic, but just the fact it was 3 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday and lanes, what are those? Never heard of them. Uh turn singles, signals. I think they're all broken. I I don't know. But I just remember this one particular moment. We were in the car for maybe ten minutes and this car just like weaved in and out around us. And I just looked at her and I was like, Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, we're we're in Cairo. <laughs> also, they honk their horn a lot. Mm, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I came home and I just heard honking. <laughs> It's like
0: a honk that's like, you're not like I'm not angry at you. It's like a hey, I'm here. Like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) I'm
1: here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind me. (laughs) But that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, but we immediately went to our hotel and we stayed in Giza with views of the pyramid. Yes. So we woke up our first morning. With a view. With views of the pyramid. And it was absolutely Beautiful. It was a dream. It didn't feel oh. real still. It still didn't feel no. real. And we had like massive jet lag mm-hmm. because we had a very long um, travel day. Mm-hmm. You know, Trey went from Minneapolis. I came from Detroit. We met in Paris, had a very long layover in Paris, and then flew in to Cairo, got in late. So by the time we even got to our hotel and went to sleep, it was probably like, what, four thirty, five 5 o'clock in the morning?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So we pretty much slept. I think we set our alarm so we could have breakfast since like breakfast was free at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I think we set ourselves up for that. Um, and then we came back and I think we just took like a 3 dollar nap. nap. <laughs> <laughs> but then we were like, we're going to catch the sunset mm-hmm. with the views of the pyramids. And um, we went to this specific place we heard it was in Giza the best place. that has some of the best views. So anybody want to guess where we went? <laughs> Mind you, this is like Drum our first
0: please. real meal in Cairo, besides the free breakfast yeah. that was
1: included. And it's not Egyptian, you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to our McDonald's episode, this is right on par. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it was not McDonald's. No,
0: nope. uh, we went to a Pizza Hut. Yes, you heard that correctly a Pizza Hut. There is a Pizza Hut that is just sat right in front of the three pyramids with the Sphinx facing you, which I had no idea that it was right there when we got there. But as soon as we got up to the rooftop, I looked to my left. I was like, oh my gosh, the Sphinx is right there. Because we saw the pyramids earlier, but we haven't seen the Sphinx yet. So it was really cool to be like, oh my gosh, it's right there.
1: Amazing. And then, um, so that was kind of like, our first day we watched the sunset behind the pyramids, which was absolutely amazing.
0: We got there early because yeah, at this time of the year, it sets around five thirty six thirty somewhere around there. So we got there around five. 5- Five thirty, and it was the perfect timing because one, we had the roof to ourselves, and but two, also it's
1: perfect timing because they don't eat dinner until yeah. like ten o'clock. So yeah, <laughs> we were the only ones up there, which was great. Yeah. We had like the sunset to ourselves. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we watched the sunset past the pyramids, which was like a total pinch me moment and perfect way to end our first day, and then we headed after – so like the second day, we headed to our hotel that we were staying at with our group trip. Mm -hmm. So that kind of was like a day that we just kind of chilled. Most people were coming in that day, like late that night. So we kind of just had a moment of relaxation, um, just kind of still being like, oh my God, I can't believe we're in Egypt. Like we're in Cairo. Like (laughs) <laughs> Holy crap! I can't believe this is happening, um, but we knew we just wanted to relax. So then that way we could be fully present for our group trip.
0: Yeah,
1: day three that we were there, we did a coffee tour. Yes. I ended up finding this um, coffee tour on Airbnb Experiences, and it was amazing, you guys. So like Shreya said, she's drinking some Turkish coffee, and Egyptian coffee is essentially Turkish coffee. We had a full-on coffee experience that day, and amazing. It
0: started with a traditional breakfast. Mm -hmm. Our guide, she took us to this really local place, And we had a beautiful spread of really local dishes that tasted phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And shortly after that, we had a lot of leftovers and it was really sweet. She was like, you have two options. You can either take this to go or you can make some sandwiches and we can give it to some of the the homeless people on the streets. And we all were like, well, let's do that because we don't really – want to bring it with us and she's like wow thank you so much for for supporting supporting Mm -hmm. like this is this is really sweet because it was something that's so little but she was so grateful that we were there to Mm -hmm. help support them so it's really sweet
1: and then after breakfast we went to this really local coffee shop where we saw how they made their coffee, which is very similar to how they make Turkish coffee, but they, instead of like over an open flame, it was like over... Hot like sand. <laughs> dirt and sand. Oh God, it was so cool. But they said that they do it that way so they can make more than mm-hmm. one at a time and it like doesn't burn. So super cool experience. They spice um, their
0: coffees too a little yeah. bit. They have like star anise in there. And I think she said nutmeg. So very subtle spices. It's very, very subtle. But it just enhances the the cup
1: but it does taste like different than Turkish mm-hmm. coffee. It's like texture-wise the same. It's very like thick. So if you've had Turkish coffee, you know, the grounds on the bottom, it's a, it's more of a thicker, stronger coffee. Um, so it's very similar in the sense that it's like Turkish coffee, but it did taste very mm-hmm. different than um, Turkish, which I enjoyed. Um, we had a great conversation during our time. We talked about currency, money, like the whole – it was just – she really enjoyed currency, so we gave her some American Which is perfect because we also
0: – I love to collect the currency of all the places that I've been to. Mm-hmm. So it was just a fun exchange with her that she also loves collecting mm-hmm. certain currencies and also like different images on the back of coins. So it was just really, really sweet. mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then after that, we kind of just walked through Cairo. She was giving us like history, what to do, where to eat, um, stuff like that. And then we popped in um, to have what was the pizza? It's like a Yeah, they called pizza. it a, what, a, a what sweet pie. And it, yeah, and it was sweet basically pie. like a crepe. <laughs> I think it was like almost like an elephant year kind of crepey yeah, elephant year. Yeah, with like sweet condensed milk. And and sugar.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, It, was so it wasn't like an American <laughs> pie, but it was, it was mm-hmm. more like a folded pastry cake type or mm-hmm. crepe type
1: dessert. It was yeah. good. It was really it was good. Really good. <laughs> and then after that, we went and had mm-hmm. tea. Mm-hmm. So we had like a traditional Egyptian mint yeah. tea, which was- Which I think
0: is so the I mean. national drink of Egypt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was great. And I was used to mint tea as well, because that's what the ma- national drink is in Morocco. Mm-hmm. But I- uh, like the Egyptian one, too, because it's not as sweet. I mean, I, I know you can add as much sugar as you want, but mm. um, it was a little bit less sweet than traditionally in Morocco. So I thought that was more more my, my taste.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about, like, the bulk of our itinerary, <laughs> the big which stuff. is our… Group trip. Okay. So if you guys know, we were in Egypt specifically for our group trip. We hosted a group trip to Egypt and our itinerary was jam-packed with some of the most bucket list items. And it's kind of fitting that our first full day of the group trip was all (laughs) things ancient Egypt And that started off at the pyramids. so
0: good. One thing that our guide told us is that it's best to wake up in the morning so we can beat the Cairo traffic, which we're already used to. We love doing that as well. One, you get to be there before the crowds. And two, it's not as hot. So we had an early wake-up call, and we got to experience the pyramids with less people, which was super cool. Mm -hmm.
1: The pyramids, honestly... I the whole time looking at it like my the way my brain goes is I'm like how how <laughs> did they construct this 4000 years ago like I just I'm mind blown and I had the same um like revelation and conversation with myself when I was at Machu Picchu cuz I'm just like how and even the colosseum in Rome how I just want to know how, because you look at construction now and like the machines that we use now to construct all this stuff and architecture is shit now, but like (laughs) you have these structures that have lasted thousands of years with no modern day conveniences. And I just am like, how, how is this pyramid that is super tall with these huge granite rocks? How?
0: (laughs) There's no forklifts. How? No frame.
1: I just, just want to know how. That's all. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You are able to go into one of them for an extra fee, and which we both did not do. Our guide was like, if you want to, you can, but we're going to go into some tombs the next day. And those ones are a little bit more impressive. Plus, with this one, you have to bend over and crouch down for a really long time. And it's a little claustrophobic. So
1: Do with that what you will. There was only one person in our group, my friend Ryan, who actually did go inside. And there isn't much inside compared to the other tombs that we have, that we had the luxury of going into that was included. Mm -hmm. Um, So just know that there is an opportunity for you to go into the Great Pyramid if you want to at an extra cost. We did not, but there is that opportunity to say you did.
0: Yeah. And if you've watched as many documentaries as I have – you kind of already know what's inside. And so I kind of already knew what was inside. So I was more okay with seeing the outside and glad to know that I could see some the next day. So I was okay with it. I was like a little bummed, but at the same time, I was like, it's okay. I'll see some cooler ones tomorrow.
1: <laughs> and then after we explored the pyramids in the morning, um, we had a camel ride yes. that was included. <laughs> and I hate horses, okay, you guys? Like, this is one thing you should know about me is I fucking hate horses. Hate them. I think they smell. I hate riding them. And a camel is even worse. I will never do it again. I'm glad to say I did, but I I won't do it again.
0: These camels were so much taller than the ones in Morocco. They they? were much taller.
1: Yeah. They were much taller. Also, they put me on it, and I was, like, lopsided. So the whole time I was, like, using my abdominal muscles to try to keep me, like – on the camel and the guy's like just relax just relax i'm like i i literally can't like i am holding on for dear life okay also trying to like video myself which <laughs> if you saw the video if you know you know i posted it on instagram okay like i legit was like ah i can't move <laughs> um yeah and they stink yeah these ones the camel dead. stink so bad you guys i got off and like when we like Went back to the hotel afterwards, and I changed out my clothes. My jumpsuit smelled so bad, so bad, disgusting, gross. It
0: was super no. cool though, being able to have the pyramids as your backdrop. Though that was that was cool because mm-hmm. I've done camels before in Morocco in the Maghuzza desert, and I felt bad for the camels during that during that ride because the sand is so soft, and we were going up. Mm -hmm. dunes and I'm like I don't want to make this camel like in the soft sand like climb dunes like I felt bad I'm like I don't I didn't enjoy it that time and it hurt but this one it wasn't I don't know if there was more padding but it felt different and the ground was solid, so I didn't like it. It was a lot more comfortable in that way.
1: I think our group was also kind of like some of them loved it, some of them hated it. I'm pretty sure Alyssa almost had like a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> so Alyssa, if you're listening, I hear you, girl. It was so I uh, just ooh no. So. Um, but yeah, that was actually I mean a cool experience. You know where else can you ride camels and have like the pyramids as your backdrop? Yeah. After that, we went to the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Um, we kissed the Sphinx. <laughs> You know, so we got like a history lesson there. Um, I will say, shout out to our guide, Honey. Oh gosh, yes, he was absolutely amazing. And I highly suggest if you guys are going to Egypt, you can do it by yourself. After experiencing Egypt, I think you could do it by yourself. I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel like it wasn't something that you could do. You couldn't do. I will say though, it's nice to have a guide that can explain things, give you the history. And also, logistically, I think a guide's easier, mm-hmm. personally. Everything's but far away.
0: And then just being able to have the traffic. enrichment. Yeah. And the enrichment and the knowledge of what you're looking at and why you're looking at it. There's nothing can be beat.
1: I mean, he was able to explain, like, the hieroglyphs to us, okay? Yeah. So, like, I would have never in my life been able to decipher what was going on in different areas if it was not for him. Mm-hmm. Like, Even how to read something, he was able to kind of explain that. So, highly suggest a guide. And our guide, Hani, shout out to him. He He was was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I would not have wanted a different guide.
0: Yeah.
1: Amazing. So good. Yeah, we um, spent some time at the Sphinx. I did kiss the Sphinx. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then after that, um, our guide took us, and this is another reason why I loved our guide. Is he made sure that we had some of the most authentic and local cuisine? Mm-hmm. So for lunch, we went to a very local, um, family-owned restaurant for a typical Egyptian dish called kashri. Yes,
0: I love this dish so much and it's kind of like this big huge hodgepodge of different ingredients in a bowl
1: there was like three different types of noodles yeah there
0: was rice there's spaghetti there's macaroni you have mm-hmm. your lentils chickpeas you have like crispy fried onions Yeah, and then some kind of like sauce mm-hmm. like a tomatoey kind of sauce yeah.
1: And you also have like a garlic so sauce good. too or like a garlic oil or something garlic like that. Garlic like like oil of some mm. sort that you put on top, which was so good. Yes. Literally, I th- I'm pretty sure everybody enjoyed mm. it. And we had not picky eaters necessarily, but it's definitely a dish that like I wouldn't have necessarily gone looked, looked for, for on a menu or ordered. Or ordered, or ordered. Mm-hmm. And I also told our guide as well, like I really appreciated Hani and I told him thank you because that's a restaurant that... If you were walking down the street, you would have never gone in because one, you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. known what to order. Nobody spoke English.
0: Everything was in Arabic. Like the signs were all in Arabic. And it
1: was as authentic and local as you can get. And I think what for the koshri and then we had rice pudding, right? That was was so Mm -hmm. good. And then we got water. You said you
0: can't have koshri without rice yeah. pudding because it's just like a nice – because the koshiri, you can also make it spicy, but the koshiri is warm and comforting, kind of like goulash. I, I remind, It remind reminded of goulash, me a bunch like goulash. Yeah. And he's like, you can't have it without rice pudding because it's just kind of like that cooling, mm-hmm. like refreshing, creamy. So the rice pudding was really good with it. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we got a drink as well. And I'm pretty sure it cost us what, like a dollar something in American? It was super cheap. Yeah, I think we spent like 100 100 pounds for all of it for a drink and main dish and dessert. <laughs> super cheap. Which yeah, is like $3. It was like really cheap. <laughs> it was so cheap. And then um after that we went to the museum, the Egyptian museum.
0: Yes. I was super excited to see uh, the museum. We was
1: we did go to the Egyptian museum that day, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was the last thing on the itinerary. Oh.
1: Learned so much. <laughs> so much. There is so much in that museum, so much to see. There's mummies. You get to see um, King Tut's, what is it, burial mask? Burial mask. A bunch of different. So much to see, you guys. Like, yes, (laughs) amazing. Almost too much to see, and we're not gonna lie. It was a really, really, really warm day. And we started early. It was and warm and a long day. day. So like towards yeah. the end, a lot of people were like, okay, we're kind of tired.
0: Dragging our feet. There's no AC in the museum. So it just felt a little bit stuffy yeah. and hot. Yeah.
1: But either way, if you are going to Cairo, I highly suggest there's a lot to see. A lot of the history of Egypt from the Pharaonic times is in this museum. Yeah. But they are also creating a brand new museum. So yes. they're moving everything to a brand new museum, which is going to be right by the pyramids. So just mm-hmm. FYI, you guys. But yeah, there's it's going to open in November. Well, We, we don't know which November, but
0: a November is what our guide
1: Our guide said. said it could really be this year, next year, three years from now. Five years.
0: They've been building it since like, since like 2014. Yeah, it's so the Egyptian we, way. So, some November it'll be open. But. but yeah, so
1: we did that. And then
0: I just want to say – Egypt has been just a location that I've been wanting to go to since I was probably 10 years old. And I've said this to – I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, um, but I've said this multiple times with people like face-to-face that I just love it so much. And I've always been super interested in ancient Egypt and learning about the mythologies and the histories of it. So being in the museum and getting to see it like personally and up close was so – so cool. And also mm-hmm. I almost was like second guessing myself too, because there was a moment when we were going through one of the rooms, we went through one of the rooms and then in my head, I'm like, Oh, like this is, this is Pharaoh Akhenaten. And I almost was, I almost said it out loud. I'm like, Oh, second guessing myself. Cause I couldn't, like, I didn't want to be wrong. Cause I, you know, you build this stuff up in your head so much. And then as soon as Honey said it, I was like, Oh, okay, good. I was right. <laughs> Okay, good.
1: (laughs) And then we went to, um, the next day, Saqqara. Yes. Ancient Saqqara. And we saw the Step Pyramid or the Dozer Pyramid. And -hmm. this is where we were able to go inside some tombs. We went into, Mm -hmm. what, two tombs that day? Yes. Amazing. So cool. (laughs) So cool. This used to be, what, like um, the capital? I think so of like the pharaonic times, I'm pretty sure. And so walking around Saqqara, you're able to go in through several different tombs. You're able to go into the tomb of the Step Pyramid. And it's just for me going into these tombs, I was kind of mind blown because inside the artwork, the, like the hieroglyphs are in almost near perfect condition. Some of it I literally was just so mind blown. Like I wanted I know. to touch it. It was so hard not I just to. Was like, and it was hard not to because it's literally like right there. But like, I wanted to just like touch it <laughs> because it was like one of those things where it's like I cannot believe I'm here, and this stuff is like mm-hmm. thousands of years old, so much history, and it's almost in perfect yeah. condition. Like I just. Mind blown. And then being in those tombs with Hani where he's like explaining the hieroglyphs, how to read things, the story that's being told, it was just crazy to me. Like, I I just, I don't know. It was just one of those moments where I was like, I cannot believe that this exists and yeah. I'm here. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, because if you first
0: crazy. went into one of the temples first, because he wasn't able to actually go into any of the tombs with us. Like there's no guiding in the actual tombs, but mm-hmm. he can go into any of the temples and stuff like that and really teach us a little bit about hieroglyphs. And as much as I've loved mm-hmm. Egypt, like the only thing I ever recognized in hieroglyphs were cartouches, which are the little circle or oval surrounding um, a few hieroglyphs, meaning it's somebody's name. So it was the only thing I ever understood about hieroglyphs, but he actually went through some of the symbols and like, oh, this means if you see a bee in front of the hieroglyphs, that means it's the Pharaoh's royal name. If you see a goose, it means it's it's their birth name. Like, wow, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then just the storytelling of some of the, because a lot of the hieroglyphs are storytelling. And so he was able just to like, explain the story and sometimes you have to work backwards in order to read the full story and understand it all.
1: Well, then he like tells you to find the verb to like figure out where to start. And there was moments (laughs) where I'm like, how do you see that? (laughs) But like there was moments too where he'd be like, okay, so what do you see? You know, and it's all like based on interpretation too. Right. But like, it was just insane. Insane.
0: Mm -hmm. It felt like a dream. Mm -hmm. Like you You were just living a dream. It really did. And it was really cool too because I didn't realize how big Saqqara was. I didn't realize how big the complex was. So it was really cool mm-hmm. to be able to explore more of Saqqara.
1: Another really cool thing that we did in Cairo as well is we went to go see how papyrus is made. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then we also got like an introduction into Arabic oils and perfumes.
0: Yes. Which that's was right.
1: so cool. So, like one of the things that we really wanted to do. Now, you guys, we don't really buy a lot of souvenirs. We're not somebody that purchases a lot of things when we're on vacations. And this is something we've talked about before, but um we went into this trip knowing what we wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And we spared no expense. <laughs> we bought a lot of stuff. Um, we both bought papyruses. Mm-hmm. Um, Shreya got um rookered into. A little more than I did. Um, Yeah. But I also – and then I bought Arabic perfume as well, like the straight oil, um, which was really cool. Like I really enjoyed learning about the papyrus, how it's made, looking at all the beautiful artwork. I bought like a small little like King Tut one. Um, Shreya, you bought two. I did. I bought a chariot
0: scene and then the calendar, which I like – calendars and clocks and like those kinds of depictions of more so than just like what we think of as a digital or analog clock but when they actually like oh like these four these four guys here on this symbol means it's one month or one whatever and so I'm like I like when they explain different things like that.
1: I think almost everybody bought a papyrus. I think so. I think almost everybody. I think only a couple people did not. Brittany she bought eight. We love you (laughs) Brittany. (laughs) <laughs> we love you, Brittany. Um she <laughs> yes, she bought a lot of stuff. Um, but rightfully so. It's like when are you ever gonna be yeah. in Egypt? So yeah, I support you on that. But yeah, I think everybody pretty much bought um a papyrus. There was some papyruses that glow like had a different image when you turned off the lights. Mm-hmm. So they like glowed in the dark, which was like super, super cool.
0: Yeah, they had like a glow in the dark paint where, yeah. You would see one image with the light on, you yeah. turn the lights off, and it'd be like Nefertiti or something. something. Different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I bought an Egyptian perfume, so or like Arabic perfume. So there's like several scents. So we kind of like did the whole perfumery where we went around, smelled like a bunch of different oils. They like explained it, this and that. So I did buy Egyptian or Arabic perfume, the oil. I was told mm-hmm. that it's going to find me, my husband. So. <laughs> Can kind we of let me know how that works so if it does not <laughs> 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 refund i just want kidding. a refund <laughs> I'm just kidding i will say though it does smell really really good it's a very it it's, a good, really good. it's a very like deep scent it's like spicy but not yeah, spicy. it's like it's, sex, like it's like warm a warm and, sexy yeah. deep scent which i'm excited to put to the test so we will see if that brings me a husband if not i want a yeah. refund <laughs> And I will be back. (laughs) You just got
0: to go out for dinner by yourself and put a little (laughs) sit at the bar, drink a glass of
1: wine. We'll see. Um, (laughs) And then after Cairo, we hopped on an overnight train to Luxor. You and I both love. Yes. Okay. So this we need to make an episode
0: about overnight trains
1: yes so that is coming (laughs) in season four you guys um if you guys want to know all about overnight trains that is coming um but we do want to touch base on this because we this was part of the itinerary and we knew that this was going to be something with mixed reviews now we have done (laughs) quite a lot of overnight trains and i want to preface we're in egypt so this is not going to be the top line luxury five star train we also know overnight trains are not for everybody, and we knew that this was an experience. I think out of everybody that was on our trip, I think Sophie was the only one that has ever done an overnight train. Okay. So I think this was a first yeah. time experience for everybody. I think it was eye opening. <laughs> um, and it's just an experience. Yes. And we'll leave it at that. If you want to
0: hear, if you want to hear more, you just have to wait till next season. Yeah. So just
1: know that we did an overnight train in egypt and tune in season four for our overnight train episode because we will kind of talk in depth more about this one our overnight train that we've egypt. done in the past and, yeah. because I've we have things. done quite a few we did vietnam mm-hmm. um we did one from Turkey, Turkey to, to bulgaria. bulgaria i've done one in finland i've we done one, one in morocco egypt. so So we have some extensive experience with overnight trains so we will talk about our experience in egypt in depth season four in our overnight train episode so stay tuned for that but just know we did do an overnight train from cairo to luxor and it was quite the experience so stay tuned for that (laughs) so after our overnight train experience um, we arrived first thing in the morning into luxor 5.30, 5.30, it was still dark out. Which was honestly which was perfect. perfect because from the train, we went straight to Karnak Temple. And I am just going to preface this, you guys. If you are going to Luxor and you want to see Karnak Temple, go first thing in the morning as the sun's rising because you will have the temple to yourself. And the lighting, oh my gosh, chef's kiss, you guys. Like if you were a photographer, the lighting at this temple was beautiful like I like I get like butterflies just thinking about it. <laughs> I, it I it was one of those things where I just was like whoa this, this is, is natural s- natural it was beautiful <laughs> you don't need much editing for photos like literally it was beautiful and also it was so nice to have the temple to ourselves hmm We really did have the temple to ourselves, you guys. And since it was so
0: early, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. It was like 70, 75 degrees. So it wasn't quite hot yet. Yes. And that's the best time to go and see it is when it's not super hot. You have it to yourself. Mm -hmm. But as amazing as the lighting is, the the actual Karnak Temple itself is so impressive. They have um, in like the main courtyard area they have a name for it, but I can't remember what it is there's 138 columns and these columns are massive I don't even remember how tall they are but they are so tall yeah so tall they're incredibly tall like I think they're like 30 meters I think 25 30 meters and the artwork and the hieroglyphs and the paint that is still on them is stunning absolutely stunning.
1: It was. Also, if you guys followed our stories, you would see that there's a huge scarab that (laughs) if you walk around it seven times, it's supposed to be good luck and bring all your wishes come true. Um, Yes, I did it. (laughs) And we will see if all my dreams come true (laughs) because I wish for a boyfriend. So we'll see. (laughs) All the luck I can get you guys. Okay. Uh, I love it. Um, But (laughs) All joking aside, honestly, Karnak Temple was absolutely beautiful and one of the highlights um, for me of the trip. I mean, there's a lot of highlights of the trip. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to deny that. Yeah. But that was definitely one of the highlights of the trip for me, just the whole presence. And as we were leaving, you guys, literally the crowds were coming. And I mean, mm-hmm. massive crowds. You yeah, could just the, see buses the buses were just. Because <laughs> I think we were like the second bus to be there, like when we showed up. Yeah. Something like that. Like we were like yeah. nearly yeah. by ourselves. It was Yeah. So then after we left Karnak Temple, we kind of had the like early morning or late morning, early afternoon to ourselves. Before we could check into our hotel, we went to a jeweler. And this is where we had the opportunity to buy a cartouche if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I think a good majority of people actually bought a cartouche. Um, It's made with like real sterling silver, gold. You can also get it with gold.
0: It's mm-hmm. good priced. Like Egypt has good prices for gold and silver. So if you want an affordable, fair price, that's more. I don't want to say cheap because it's what? it's not the quality is not cheap. The price, but it's cheaper than you would buy in mm-hmm. the in the states. And this is the this is Egypt is a good country to do that. And we stopped at one of our guide's friend's mm-hmm. stores. His name is Moses. So we stopped at Moses's store. And we just kind of was able to look around and see all the different pieces that he has. And everything is priced by weight. And so there's no prices on the jewelry itself. You have to weigh it, which for me, like it's hard for me to buy things when it's like that because I hate asking. And then if it's a price that I don't want and I feel bad saying no. But it's at at the same time though, like you, gold prices can fluctuate too. So that's why you need to to weigh it in order to. Mm
1: Yeah, another price. But yeah, after that, we had like the late morning, early afternoon to ourselves, which thank God, because it was like over 100 degrees that day. I know. Um, By like 9.30, it was already like 90 degrees. And you're like, it's 9.30. I know. So we spent the afternoon at the pool, which was kind of a nice way to relax because we were on the overnight train. Um, Sleep was minimal for some people. So we were able to (laughs) kind of just... Yeah, we're, we're sorry, you guys. I personally slept great. I did too. (laughs) Right? I mean, transportation rocks me to sleep anyway. So like Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to sleep okay. I knew that some people would not have though, which, okay, yeah, we'll get to that. But I slept great. Some people did not. So we had kind of like the afternoon at our leisure, relaxing by the pool. And then we spent the evening, sunset, at the Luxor Temple. Yes. Which was amazing. Like... (laughs) Seeing the sun ri- seeing the sun rise at Karnak and then seeing the sun set at Luxor Temple was amazing to see like the the day I guess you could say mm-hmm. you know like you saw sunrise and then sunset and what's really cool about Karnak Temple and Luxor Temple is that it is connected by yes. the Sphinx Road or what do they Ave- sphinx Avenue. Avenue Sphinx Avenue and it's literally a road like a cobblestone road with Sphinx statues it's like
0: a mile long yeah mile and a half
1: long. yeah that goes from one temple to the other temple which was really cool it's lit up at night so like you know as the sun was setting then all the lights were coming on and it was just so pretty like yeah I just I don't know like with the light filtering in and then like I was just kind of picturing myself like back in the day like in pharaonic times just to like I don't know like be transformed like yeah, ported back to that time was just Mm -hmm. like really, really cool. And just like learning about everything and how like these temples, like the columns are different in different areas, meaning different things. And it was just very interesting to learn. And honestly, without a guide, I'm going to go back to this. Without a guide, I wouldn't have like known any of that. Yeah. You know, like about how like the different structures of the the columns and what they mean and all this. So it's definitely – very interesting. I enjoyed it.
0: I was super surprised to see frescoes on the wall. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that at all. Because when we first walked into this one room, so let me go back. So in the Karnak Temple, it was Egyptian Pharaonic, and then like the Greeks came in and they like the Orthodox mm-hmm. Church, I think, um, came in and they painted frescoes on the walls. And if you don't know what frescoes are, they're painted pictures that remind me of like the Last Supper. So that's like the style of the paintings. And so you can see faded faces of the frescoes Mm -hmm. on these walls. But I didn't see that at first. What I saw first were the columns that you're talking about. I'm like, those columns don't match the rest of these other columns. And then Hani started talking and he pointed out the frescoes and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I missed that. Because they are faded. They are very Mm -hmm. they're pretty faded, but you can still you can still make them out once, and you actually look in the corner of the, of the yeah. wall.
1: It was really that cool. shocked me a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. And then for dinner, we actually Wait, can, went... I, can oh, I tell yeah, a story? Yeah, so
0: I, I think I've only told one person this so far, especially just since coming back. But I wasn't sure if I was going to get emotional, like, looking at the pyramids or being in Egypt. And I was slightly bummed that I didn't, but I did in Luxor Temple we had some free time yeah we had some free time and so we split up and i don't know if it was because i found myself alone at this particular time where i was like i'm here and i'm like walking Mm -hmm. through these columns Mm -hmm. it was like towards the towards the entrance like there were Mm -hmm. these kind of column like half column areas Mm -hmm. and i was just back there like in the it was like right on the back of the big main courtyard and I was just like walking through them by myself. I'm like looking up and I'm seeing these columns and seeing the hieroglyphs. And I was like, that's when it hit me that I was in Egypt. It took me like five days, <laughs> but I was there and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here. And like my eyes started watering and I started tearing up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want anyone to see me like this. And then I saw like a couple people from the group trip coming coming towards me or like coming Not that they saw me that I was there, but they like were starting to come in proximity and I was like, get it together, (laughs) get it together. (laughs) And then I was like, I'll just, I'll just leave. So then I turned around and I left. And then like 30 seconds later, that's when I met up with you on the Scarab Highway.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so, I don't know. It was so cool. I don't know. And then for dinner, you guys. (laughs) Okay. So I love like Middle Eastern food. Mm -hmm. Love it. We eat a lot of it here in Michigan. I love it. I ate my way through shawarma, okay? (laughs) Chicken shawarma all the way. And this night, we had the best shawarma I have ever had in my entire fucking life. And it was on a crepe. And I'm pretty sure most people had that. And it was one of those things that as soon as dinner arrived and we started eating, it was like silent. (laughs) You could hear a pin drop because literally all you heard was like, (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. Oh my god. Literally amazing. The cheese that, it was cheesy
0: and gooey oh and the flavor was good and the crepe was like oh soft. Guys. Oh my
1: god. It was on a crepe. <laughs> the trick and short like the chicken had so much flavor. Uh I still dream about that. I almost wanted to go back and get another one. It was so good. You guys. And the cool thing too, like what even made Mm -hmm. it even better
0: is that this was right next to the Luxor Temple and we were on the rooftop. So we were on the rooftop eating this amazing shawarma overlooking the Luxor Temple with the lights glowing and the Nile just behind it. I love it. It was so picturesque.
1: And then the next day after that, we had a very early morning wake up call and this – this was a cold okay. morning that was spontaneous. So this and- morning, completely spontaneous, was not part of the itinerary at all. It was sprung on us. It was an opportunity that we all agreed on, was a something that we all wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we did a hot air balloon ride above Luxor.
0: <laughs> Sunrise, <laughs>
1: by the way. You guys, like this was so cool. Like ah, you could see <laughs> So much, like all, all of Luxor. Yeah. You can see the temples. You saw, oh my God, what, what's her name, Queen? <laughs> Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut. <laughs> <Hat-ship-sit>. Hatshepsut. <laughs> Hatshepsut. Thank you. Hat-ship-sit. Um, You could see her temple, literally everything. Amazing. The lighting was Spectacular and hands down, everybody agreed that was one of the Mm -hmm. highlights of our trip. Like, I think it's because it was so spontaneous, it was something that was not part of our itinerary, it was something that we had the option to do. I think it was a first
0: for everyone, too,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, I think Ryan was the only one that did a hot air balloon ride, but other than that, like, it was a yeah, a first for everybody. So, yeah, that was absolutely. Amazing. Highly suggest if you guys are going to Luxor, definitely look into a hot air balloon ride. Highlight. I know we had to wake up super early, like 3 o'clock in the morning for it, but I I suggest it. You guys, like the view is amazing. It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing, Mm. and it was so much fun. Just like being
0: in the sky when it was blue and pink Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: overlooking the water, and then just having the other hot air balloons in the distance, it was just – so picturesque.
1: It was so cool. And then after that, we went to the Valley of the Kings.
0: Yes, this was something that I was
1: also really, really excited to see. So we went through Ramses the first, mm-hmm. the fourth, and the ninth mm-hmm. tombs. Mm-hmm. Each tomb was very different. Amazing. Um, some had the tombs actually there. Some did not. The artwork inside, the hieroglyphs was amazing each one was so different color wise and uh, just amazing and i think yeah. there was there was an option to go into a couple other tombs as well mm-hmm. correct yep was king Tut
0: one of them king Tut was one you could go into seti something one of the setis mm-hmm. um and then there was another one too because i think that what the seti one was one of the ones that was most recently discovered um, was it
1: ramses the second you could go into for extra money i feel like it was yeah so i i don't think anybody in our group paid extra mm-hmm. and i felt like the three that we went into was more than enough yeah the ones that we went into were really really beautiful uh-huh. i do almost wish
0: that i did say yes to king tut just to say that i went into king tuts um yeah. and then also his mommy is actually inside though and i didn't realize like fully realize that until after but i'm really really happy that yeah. with the ones that we saw
1: because they were absolutely stunning. So cool. Yeah. And then after Valley of the Kings, we learned about alabaster. Yeah. <laughs> um we spent more money. <laughs> we bought alabaster figurines. Mm-hmm. So alabaster is really popular like in this area and we learned how it's like made like into yes. all these different things. I bought like an alabaster cat slash like bird depending on what how you look at it and then I bought like a little scarab as well um and then Shreya you bought like what a little candle holder
0: yeah I bought a little green alabaster votive candle holder and then I bought a little white alabaster cat figurine that's sitting on my
1: bookshelf so it's it's essentially like a stone but like how they like Mm -hmm. create this figurines and like it was so cool like we when we first came in They literally, like, show you how they create everything from the vases to these, like, figurines and all of that. And how, like, if you were to buy – It starts off as a block. mm -hmm, And they whittle it down. And it was literally so cool. And, like, all the different things that you could choose from, like, just – It's honestly a really cool gift because, one, like, it's made right there in Egypt. It's not going to be, like, something that came from China. So, like, if you were to buy something from the markets, which all the alabaster is either going to be, like, man-made – you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. definitely, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And then we went to the famous Queen Hatshepsut Temple. Mm-hmm. And one thing about this temple is that it's very, very beautiful. And they found it. Collapsed, so they really have restored it and renovated it to make it look like how it was in the past. But this temple is so cool because at the very top there's three levels, and at the very top level you have the statues of Queen Hatshepsut all lining each of the columns. Which, when you go up to the that level, it's just really cool to see because I think there's like twenty something columns.
1: I'd say there's quite of a few. Yeah, yeah, it was a very interesting temple. Like. Like everything. like All of Egypt is just like, to me, just so cool Mm because there's just so much, you know? It's
0: also interesting. Yeah. And then on the second level, there's one corner or like one on the right side, there's this Anubis temple. So you can go in and see all of these hieroglyphs of or for Anubis, which is really interesting to see that it's still like you can just see it still like it's still Mm -hmm. vivid. And Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But it was a hot day. <sighs>
1: yeah. It was really so hot. hot. <laughs> I mean, our trip, it, it was hot. Egypt was hot. It was like 90s. In Luxor, it was 100, 100. degrees. It was hot. Yeah. And it was like no breeze. The sun was just, it was wicked. It was wickedly hot. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine going like in the dead of summer. No. Mm-hmm. Like if that was October, end of October. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oof. And then the next day after that, um, We caught a flight back to- No, we forgot about the Wait. home-cooked lunch. Oh, I totally forgot about yeah. that. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we had a home-cooked lunch, which was part of the itinerary, you guys. And this lunch was so good. We went into somebody's local home, mm-hmm. like legit his house, and it was a home-cooked meal by his wife and daughter-in-law.
0: Yeah, it was- It was so sweet. And we got to learn a little bit about him. He was like a principal of a school. He started like 60 other schools or some crazy number. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to hear a little bit about him and his life and a little bit about this particular neighborhood that he was in or that he lives in, just about the life there and like the easygoing life. It's the quiet life, the country life, so to speak. And so it was just Mm -hmm. really fun to listen to his stories and his food was incredible. It was
1: so good. Oh my God, that chicken fell right off the bone. The most moist chicken I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so good. Everything. He gave us like this little
0: cucumber tomato salad that was so fresh and refreshing. And then Mm -hmm. he gave us... Oh, he gave us some soup, some orzo soup. I forgot about that. That was was delicious. And Mm -hmm. then they're really big on barbecued type meats. So not like barbecue in the sense of like American barbecue with barbecue sauce, but more of like a dry rub type of Mm -hmm. barbecue. And yeah, the chicken was really, really
1: good. Mm -hmm. And then I also forgot too. Like that night, we went on a felucca. Yeah, boat ride. Yeah, (laughs) and the guy that was doing the felucca was actually his His son. So, you know, round circle. Yeah, um, yeah. So th- this night of the fluka. so this – during the afternoon, there was actually a nice breeze. Mm-hmm. And then come the night of the fluka, that night, there was no breeze. So <laughs> I, I felt, felt so, so bad. bad. <laughs> like our fluka was just like not – Wanting. catching wind yeah and so they were like rowing rowing so this they were Paluga. rowing this huge boat and at one point i think we all felt bad and i was about to say you can turn it around <laughs> just turn it around they were trying so hard to give us a good experience <sighs> it, yeah i just felt so bad <laughs> i was like oh no like i don't know i just felt so bad it was beautiful yeah. though just cruising along the nile but it was,
0: it- it was really cool to say that you've been
1: Yeah, that we cruise the Nile, but it was just, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. Felt so bad. But yeah, after our time in Luxor, we caught a um, flight back to Cairo. Yeah. And we went to the market. Yes,
0: the Khan Kalali. Khan Kalali.
1: Yeah, something like that. Something. Something like that. It's one of the big markets there in Cairo. And if you guys have ever experienced a big bazaar or a market, then you kind of know the haggling that comes along with it. They're really trying to get you to buy their stuff and you know, before we went, we had this huge briefing on what to expect. <laughs> in my head, I was thinking this is going to be like the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul, where everywhere you're going, they're they're pulling you in, harassing you, trying to get you to buy their stuff. And I didn't I felt like I've been to far worse bazaars and <laughs> markets because I felt like Egypt was actually pretty tame. I felt
0: like I agree. I felt like it was really tame compared to the Marrakesh and the Istanbul bazaar that I've been to in the past where you feel like you're being bombarded on all sides. Like you have people coming in at your front, on your left, on your right, saying, hey, come buy my stuff. Come buy my spices, my whatever, whatever, whatever. And here you had – you would walk by and maybe one person on your right was like, hey, come in. I love your money. And you just keep walking and then they would stop.
1: What can can I get you to buy that you don't need? (laughs) But I know that I have. Or they they were just like um, harassing one of the Ryans (laughs) – (laughs) That was like walking with us like, oh, how many camels (laughs) for your your women? You have five wives? How do you have five wives? It was more just like joking around and Mm -hmm. like I felt like it was more of the fact that they were excited to see tourists and talk to tourists Mm -hmm. than anything. Like (laughs) I felt like, yes, they were trying to get you to buy their stuff, but at the same time, they weren't. Mm -hmm. Like if you said no thank you or like we walked in, went to go look at something and then walk away, they weren't like harassing you. To try to like buy something. Yeah. So in that sense, I felt like the market was pretty tame. I actually had fun conversing yeah. with locals. Like yeah. there was so many locals just conversing with them and like talking about things. You didn't and, buy
0: anything though, right?
1: I didn't, know. I
0: know you were with Shelly. You were with her one of the times and you were kind of trying to haggle for her. Or like you were yeah.
1: not necessarily haggling, haggling for
0: her, but you were like talking with the, the merchant yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, like, you know, the, the whole part of a market is, like, haggling them, right? So, like, trying to get the best price, this and that, whatever. And it can be very uncomfortable for some people, mm-hmm. and I kind of enjoy it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll pay this. So, I was kind of helping Shelly, like, because she wanted, a, like, a one of these camel figurines that you bought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, he just was, like, not really budging on the price. So, I was like, all right, let's walk away. You know, he knows you're interested. So let's walk away. And when we come back, you say, this is my last and final offer. If he wants, if he wants to sell. Yeah, you know, he'll take it. He'll, he'll yeah. take it. Well, one thing too- So we come back. And he did not, he did not want to take it. Like he (laughs) legit was like, no, I was like, all right, then we're walking away. And she ended up buying it from somebody else. But it's kind of like you when you were like, no, this is all I can, this is all I have. This is all I have. Mm -hmm. So when you walked away, the one guy who was selling the same stuff across the way was like, if money's your issue, (laughs) let's make a deal. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) So one thing that always is hard for me too when haggling is that I don't want to offend the person with what I offer because I don't know what it's worth to them. And one thing that really mm-hmm. gave me confidence was when Hanny was giving us the, pup, the pep talk beforehand. He was like, "Don't spend more than two hundred dollars for for really anything in the shops." And I don't, and I think he might have been specifically talking about clothes, mm-hmm. but that just gave me so much confidence when he's like, "Oh yeah, if someone wants you to buy their shirt and they say it's going to be seven hundred pounds Egyptian." You can say no I want to spend 50. I'm like cuz me that would be such a low ball price and that would be offensive. But with him saying that cuz he said that the merchants really love doing it too with the tourists and if mm-hmm. they can scam or if they can get you to spend more money then it's all the better for yeah. them. <laughs> but exactly. they're going to pretend that they're really offended. They're going to be like, "Oh no, you break my heart. Like I can't do that." And but they love it. They they're, they're going to have fun mm-hmm. with you. So that's really what gave me confidence to what I felt like was a low ball offer to To really not so for example, I went into one of the shops and there was this little gold camel figurine and not that I was really necessarily interested in that particular one, but I was just kind of trying to test the prices to see whatever. So he told me that it was three hundred, and I said, "How about fifty for the one?" And there's a little bit of a miscommunication because at one point too, I said, "Well." I was just making up some stories I was like well I need two for my nieces so can you give me two for 100 and then he was thinking I said 200 he's like yeah like, you you can have the one for 200 and I was like no, no no I'm asking for two for 100 and he's like oh no no I can't and I was like well I only have 100 to spend and he's like no I can't I can't do that I'm like okay then bye <laughs> It's Like, I, I, that's all I have. I mean, obviously, it's not all that I have, but um, that's what I told him. And so I left and I walked probably like three stalls away. And his friend who was in the same shop, he, his friend was like, Miss, Miss, is money the only reason why you don't spend? He's like, come back. Maybe I can try and we can find a good price. And I told him, I was like, I only have 100 hundred pounds to spend because I need money for an Uber to the airport that day. And he was like, okay, okay. Well, actually, I think I said I actually only have 150, and I, want, and I wanted two of them. And he's like, okay, well, how about one for 100? And I was like, okay, I can do the one for 100. So I gave him one for 100, and I think that was actually probably – a, a low price for that particular item. I think that was a lowball price because every because mm-hmm. Shelly was trying to like they would not take it for a hundred at all, and I was like, I mean,
1: I worked for it. No, yeah. Well, they wanted three hundred, and I think she ended up two. I think she ended up getting two of the figurines. Oh, okay, and she spent two something, I think. So or. Yeah, 280 maybe or something. Cause I I ended up bartering with the guy. I was like, no, two for this. Cause I I told her, I'm like, tell him you want two. Cause I they gave her a price for one. And then I was like, okay, tell him you want two. And then I told her to like take an extra like 50 off or something like that. And they ended up taking it. It took a little bit for them to yeah. be like, oh, I don't, you know, they were trying to play the game, whatever. But I will say though, too, if you guys are gonna go to a market. Um, make sure you have yeah. some kind of a backbone though. You have to know when to walk away. You have to be sometimes firm um, because we were sitting down for lunch and there was this guy that was really haggling Brittany for these scarves. She didn't have the money. This
0: communication and with pounds just, versus, like English, British pounds versus Egyptian pounds.
1: Mm. Well, and that's just the thing is like they will also try to give like say, oh, five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're thinking, oh, five pounds. Okay. No, they want dollars. So- Yes, five dollars is still cheap. I'm not saying that it's not, um, but they're they'll try to catch you up. And when you say yes, and you try to give them Egyptian no, then they're like, oh no no no, American. So just you have to know how to have a backbone. And poor Brittany, we love you, Brittany, but she was really getting herself in a hole. And I think I walked up because we were they were all sitting down for lunch. I walked up a little later because I was busy bartering for shelly i think so when we came up he was really kind of aggressive towards britney and britney's so sweet she just couldn't say no and then finally i grabbed the scarfs out of her hand because he was like refusing to take them back from her and i slammed him down i was like she said no no leave us alone she said no she doesn't have the money back off and then he was trying to like get into it with me when i sat down to lunch and i was like i wanted to eat in peace See your way out. (laughs) Like I kind of was just getting irritated because at some point like you have to – Yeah. No means no. And they are going to try to see what they can get away with. But like I said, I did not feel like the market in Egypt was as bad as what it was like in Istanbul. I felt like in Istanbul we really had to be like You were more
0: bombarded in Istanbul than you were –
1: I felt more uncomfortable in Istanbul than Egypt. I mean it was to the point where we kept walking in this market and it was – very local like you could tell like we kind of walked past all of the like touristy yeah um stands <laughs> and we got really into local life and they never even once really said anything look. Yeah, yeah they didn't even I mean we got looks don't get me wrong I mean it was I mean very- like a like a sell they didn't even yeah. really give us a sell but they didn't really try to sell anything and yeah. they weren't harassing us i think it was more like they were looking because it was obvious we were tourists type of thing but i didn't <laughs> yeah. feel uncomfortable not once so mm-hmm. i definitely suggest though if you know you if you want to give your hand a try try don't it. back down yeah yeah I think give it a go have
0: fun with it fun. make it a game
1: yeah don't be nervous It's fun. So yeah, that was the end of our group trip. We spent a full week exploring um, Cairo and Luxor with a group of you guys, which was absolutely amazing. But our Egyptian adventures did not continue. We stayed an Mm -hmm. extra week and we explored a side of Egypt that I think many people fail to realize exists. Yeah. So we did a... uh, a day, day trip. trip to Alexandria. So, shout out to Hani, our guide. He hooked us up with a guide that he picked us up in drove friends, us, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And took us to Alexandria. So, one of his friends took us, and we kind of knew he would hook us up and he <laughs> yeah. hook us up. When we say friends, I mean friends in the tour guide yeah. industry, yeah. not just like
0: random. Because yeah. you have to have like a certain level of schooling to be a tour guide in Egypt. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, yeah, he hooked us up with a tour guide, and we did a day trip to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Alexandria is on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, so it's like North Egypt. And this had a very different feel as opposed I was to Cairo. Super,
0: Yeah. I was super excited to check out this city because it not only is it Egyptian, but it's also a little bit Greek because of Alexander the Great. Hence the name
1: Alexandria. So there was. There was a lot of like Roman influence and Greek influence. So there was European influence here in Alexandria, which gave it a very different feel. We started off the day and went to the crypts. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think I wanted of crypts, to go to
0: – yeah, these catacombs were so cool. Or the
1: catacombs. I'm sorry. I said crypts. The catacombs were so cool. When you think of catacombs, I'm sure you're thinking of the ones in Paris with the skulls everywhere. <laughs> this is not it. Completely different. And it's not what I was expecting. And to be honest, I don't know what I was expecting because I looked into nothing of Mm. Alexandria. I think when we booked it, we were just like, oh, let's just do a day trip. And I did no research. (laughs) I was like, yeah, let's just go. Didn't even know what to expect. So I think like- I watched
0: like one video. Yeah. I watched like one video just because like, I don't know what to expect. And then I don't know, because you can buy a couple different or, like, if you go and get your guide, you can see different itineraries for different sites mm-hmm. that you want to see. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about these sites. So I just watched a YouTube video. And I'm like, oh, I really want to go to these catacombs. Yeah, it was
1: interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So cool. Because you definitely got to see a lot of the Greek influence within because you got to see well, the like
1: catacombs. Before you went down into the catacombs, just, like, the structures – in, like, the area. was oh, like the open-air so, museum part? Yeah. Like, so Greek. Like, mm-hmm. to the point where I felt like I was back in Athens. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird to me where I was like, whoa. Yeah. I'm not in Egypt. Yeah. Like, I just felt like having this weird sense of where am I? Because it is very Greek. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like I was back in Athens by the Parthenon with all of, like, the, there was columns and, and structures and statues. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. They I'm had in like Egypt. the sarcophagus. Why <laughs> am I seeing, like Greek, very Greek things? <laughs> it was just very interesting. Yeah. The sarcophaguses went- that were
0: there just had these Greek pictures on it too. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. it is so strange to see yeah. the mixture of the two.
1: Yeah. And then when you went down into the catacombs, like it's just all of these like holes.
0: Mm-hmm
1: where they put bodies Mm
0: -hmm. because it's comprised of three different parts because originally it was a private tomb for three people and then their guide said that they added on to it and it was a public grave Mm -hmm. and then there was like a third part to it too which i had no idea but apparently there was this ruler in that area who the stories have said that people were making fun of him so he executed the people that made fun of him and just kind of like threw them in the third part of the of the tomb which is wild
1: It was weird because he was saying there was like what, like each tomb could fit like five to seven people and it was usually like a family tomb. So it was like one whole family would be like buried Mm -hmm. into one, which was just so interesting. I don't know. It was kind of cool. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but then again, I don't know what I was expecting. So yeah, it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, our guide gave us so much information as well. He – talked about the region um, a little Cleopatra, bit more. like the region and then like Cleopatra like I had no idea there was 14 Cleopatras <laughs> right I, I didn't know like call me ignorant that's fine but like I had no idea there was seven I thought there was only one yeah no there was more than one mm-hmm. there were seven it was like a title or 14 but the one that is like most significant that you hear about and that's the most popular is Cleopatra the seventh she was number seven and she's the one – so, like, when you think of Cleopatra, that's who they're talking about. And Anthony, you think. Man, she was a little hussy. <laughs> like, what we learned about her, I was like, man, like, I knew stuff about Cleopatra, don't get me wrong, but, like, I learned just so much. Yeah. And I think that's what I loved most about the guides is that they really give so much information that you didn't learn in school, didn't learn through a textbook. And I don't know. I just appreciated that the most and like just honestly learning about the history of Alexandria and like the fact that it is so different from Cairo because of where it's located and like I don't know with Mark Antony all of that Mm -hmm. it was just so interesting to me and then like Alexander the Great all of that just everything that played into its history and why you're seeing more of like the Greek influence and stuff like that was just so cool to me and then we went to um what is it? The fortress. The, Citadel? Yeah.
0: the fortress. Citadel
1: Fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Which is right on the sea. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool as well. Beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just having a completely different view than what you would see. Because it also in didn't feel like Cairo. Egypt. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It really didn't. Like, it felt like you were literally obviously on the med. You're on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. So it had that feel. Yeah. And then in the fortress, it just. It didn't give off Egypt vibes. No. It gave off very much like Spanish, medieval, European, yeah. medieval, like those vibes. Like for a second there, I almost felt like I was in Europe and mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa. But then it's like you go into the fortress and then there's a mosque. There's a mosque. That was so, like, the only thing to me like, that was like slightly Arabic or yeah. Egyptian or anything. It's like brought back to, <laughs> okay, yes, I am in Egypt. So that was like really, really cool. A very nice breeze, which was oh, yeah. a nice reprieve from the heat, um, but definitely really, really cool to walk around and see that history of the fortress. After that, we went to the Alexandria Library. That and was I know so- you're probably thinking, why the hell would you go to a library? I
0: this was the least excited. This is the thing that was least excited about when we saw it on the itinerary, because the original Alexander. Alexandria Library has been destroyed. It was flooded and destroyed. And that's what I would have liked to have seen. But they made this modern building, I don't remember, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago,
1: something, something like that. It was, I think it opened in 2013. I think it's only ten years old. Okay. I'm pretty, but they started building it before that. Oh, so but they I had think a contest to yeah. The it's, a UNESCO, it's a UNESCO World Heritage site, and I know that they got a lot of money from the U.S. as well. Like I, and I'm pretty sure it took years to build. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is fairly newer, but you guys it's don't let a, a library <laughs> do not do not count this library out because this library is a museum. Yes, it's a fully functioning library. You can rent books from there. Like you can study. There are – I want to say – I can't remember if he said 2.5 million or 12.5 million books. Either way, it's a lot. In this library. (laughs) Either way, there's a lot of books in this library. And there's books from 80 different languages. Insane. Insane, you guys. And then on top of it, there's like a museum in itself – in this Mm -hmm. library like there's artifacts there's paintings there's papyrus (gasps) like originals like they
0: found scrolls from the original alexandria library and you can get additional tickets to get in and Mm -hmm. see those scrolls which is so cool
1: it's just insane this library was insane so yes it's a library. (laughs) <laughs> and it may not sound cool to you, but like once you're inside the architecture and how it's laid out and just the library in general was beautiful.
0: Because mm-hmm. we had a guide in there as well and he was explaining the architecture and the inspiration behind who, I don't remember who, the one who designed it, but he was saying that there's it's kind of like a shaped like a disc almost and half of the disc is on this angle I don't remember the exact angle that it is, but it just signifies the past, the present and the future. And this angle is at this particular angle where you get lots of sunlight, mm-hmm. but you don't get any of the harsh sunlight. So it's perfect for studying and reading. You don't get any of that really bad glare. And I'm like, that's not only like, that's just amazing engineering too, just to know what angle the building needs mm-hmm. to be in order to have the most optimal sun. Yeah.
1: Crazy. So yeah, that was crazy. Um, But yeah, that was our day trip to Alexandria. I definitely highly suggest that if you are in Egypt and you have the time to head to Alexandria, I think it's just a different part of history and a different vibe than Mm -hmm. Cairo. It felt more authentic. The traffic, (laughs) yes, but the traffic is still uh, insane. Mm -hmm. Um, There was moments in Alexandria where I was like, that Cairo was was bad. bad. (laughs) <laughs> you think Cairo was bad. Holy shit. Alexandra is just as bad. I was like, holy oh, yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed our day trip It was there. really, really cool. But we went to another place. We did. In which Egypt. Which we had to fly to. And this place we had to fly to. Very, very different than... <laughs> Cairo and I think this is an area of Egypt that many people fail to realize exists mm-hmm. and is not on their itinerary and the only reason why I say this is because when we were in this destination a lot of people we were the first Americans that they've even communicated they with.
0: were very surprised that we were Americans they're like wow I haven't seen one in <laughs> I haven't seen one in like Three years or whatever.
1: (laughs) Or, oh, I've only interacted with one other American. So, like, this is definitely not a place that Americans go to. So, if you guys have the opportunity, I highly suggest. But, yeah, we went to Hergada. Hergada.
0: Now, Hergada
1: is located on the Red Sea. It's about an hour, hour and a half flight south of Cairo, Mm -hmm. located right on the Red Sea. And this place… Beautiful. Definitely relaxation. Yes. Um, we stayed in Elguna, which is more of like a resort area. Mm-hmm. And I highly suggest it. Honestly, our hotel was beautiful. Um, we stayed in what was it Cooks Club Alguna. Yes. The vibe was the vibe was there. That's totally <laughs> our vibe. <laughs> Breakfast was amazing Yeah. The vibe was our vibe. <laughs> um we got like Selena hostel vibes. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever stayed in a Selena, then
0: Yes, you, you know. know.
1: It's a little bit more upscale. We paid a little bit more than what you would for a hostel, but honestly, the vibe was there. Breakfast was amazing. So good. And location was good because it was like located right in their little downtown area with restaurants. So we didn't really have to walk far. No, it was like um, a minute. Yeah, but Hergata was beautiful. We spent a day on the sea on a boat. We went snorkeling. We went to this like national park, um, Orange Bay. Mm-hmm. And we just like had like a full day of relaxation. Um I felt like the Caribbean or like what I imagine like the Maldives uh, to look like. Like yeah. the
0: water was just beautiful. And
1: so Alyssa, who was on our group trip, she extended her time and she just, she hung out with us. So Alyssa, we love you. Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> for joining us. Um, she went to Alexandria with us and then you know, joined us along yeah. our um journey Relax. through Hargada. And it was literally like the perfect relaxation after like a week and a half of go, go, go. Cause we were like, mm-hmm. yes, we had some downtime and relaxation during our group trip, but like being on all the time and trying to make sure that everybody was having a good time, making sure like everything was kind of running smoothly. Like that's a lot of stress. And being able to just kind of relax for three days was so (laughs) nice, you guys. Like, you know, we spent the time on the boat, in the water, um, just relaxing in the sun. We had a full pool day. We were able to sleep in. I read my book. Like, you guys. We went to a hammam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Our last day there, we went to a hammam, which we're not going to discuss in this episode because (laughs) next season. We have a full episode on hammams. So, if you guys are unsure about what a hammam is, it is a Turkish bath, mm-hmm. and it's like essentially a spa day. So, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing. If you've never experienced one, I think you should. We are not going to talk about that because we have a full episode. Because we have been to several hammams around to the world. Three. I've been to two. So, we are going to discuss in detail what a hammam was and. How the hammam in Egypt differed from what we've been – (laughs) because let me tell you guys, this was an experience. It was a full experience. It was a full experience. We had two (laughs) hours of full relaxation, and I have never experienced this in a hammam. So we're going to talk about it in season four, so make sure you guys come back for season four because we're going to have a full hammam episode. But we did um, experience a hammam. It was Alyssa's first hammam, and she had quite the experience. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was a full rounded spa day for sure but yes. honestly i think it was like the perfect way to end our time in egypt though because mm-hmm. we were so go 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 and just to kind of relax was amazing but it felt really good but yeah Hurghada was um surprising like i knew it was going to be relaxing but it was beautiful the water was just yeah so beautiful the coral i will say the water was a little choppy and rough like the first spot that we um when to go snorkel in. I'm a strong swimmer, and that was like, yikes. Yeah. But it was, it was beautiful though. Like the second spot that we snorkeled, Shreya didn't come in the water, but me and Alyssa, yeah. we did in the coral and the fish. It was just, it was really pretty. And then Orange Bay in itself, like it's very touristy. It's for tourists. I'm not even a, sugarcoat that it is I think they just drop off tourists all day but it was so Mm -hmm. nice because we literally like the water never went past your knees Mm -hmm. and we literally just sat down in the water and just like had girl talk and just had it yeah it was was, great it was great it was honestly like what we needed we really got to know Alyssa I mean she left as our friend like I don't know it just Mm -hmm. was like a great way to kind of just end our trip I think yeah so it was really really good Which we needed. Yeah. Because. We needed. uh, We needed that relaxation because we had a very stressful time coming back to Cairo, which we're not going to talk about. (laughs) We're going to end this episode here. You guys are going to have to tune in to season four. Cliffhanger. Um, We're going to leave this on a cliffhanger because we almost got stranded in Egypt. So if you guys want to know how we got stranded in Egypt, you're going to have to tune in to season four because we have that full story coming your way. And it's a story that you're going to want to listen to because – It's one of the wildest stories let, I've ever – Let's just put it this way. Shereya was like, I have never seen you like that before in your life. And I was like, <laughs> I was literally stressing. I thought I was going to shit myself. You're like almost hyperventilating. Yeah. Hyperventilating. And when I tell you I have never been like that, I have never been like that. I was on my phone trying to figure – let's
0: we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna we'll talk we we'll in detail
1: it's a it's a full story it's a long story so it's probably gonna be a full hour episode so you guys make sure you tune in for season four because that is an episode that you're not gonna want to miss it's a crazy travel story and it's definitely one that you're gonna want to tune into because <laughs> it was an experience <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to tell Man. the tale obviously we made it yeah. home so we did not get stranded but we almost got stranded in egypt so definitely tune in we almost for that Got
0: stranded <laughs> maybe kidnapped
1: we don't really yeah, know our organs almost got sold on the black market <laughs> like this was a this could have been mm. a situation that we got in it could have gone Seriously. very wrong and we just prayed that we were making the right decision <laughs> so definitely tune in because that's going to be an episode you're not going to want to miss yes (laughs) but yeah you guys i just want to say thank you to all of you who joined us in egypt um we know with the way of the world at the time you know with everything that was going on in israel we were on heightened alert before we left Mm -hmm. so thank you for everybody who joined us we did have a couple last minute cancellations like two days before the trip and we're sad that you guys couldn't join us. There was like three people who canceled. So we're sad that you, you didn't join us on this adventure. Mm-hmm. We understand though. But we do want to say thank you to everybody that joined us. Like You made Egypt 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, it's our first group trip in the books. But the first of many, we hope. We are hosting more group trips. We want you guys to join yes. us. We have several ideas in the works. But we want to hear – in the works. But we want to hear from you guys. We want to know – because ultimately at the end of the day, we want to travel where you guys want to go. And we want we, we want to get create. excited
0: when you guys get excited for something. So if you guys are excited for a place or a particular itinerary, like let us know because we would love to host a group trip where you guys are excited about.
1: Exactly. So if you guys are unaware, um, you can fill out a survey for us that kind of lets us know where you want to go what time of year is best for you, budget, all of the things because that's what helped us determine Egypt. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have any ideas, let us know. I will leave a link to that survey in the description of this podcast episode so then that way we can ultimately go where you guys want to go because we want to go where you guys want to go. We do have an idea of a possible location. Mm -hmm. We're thinking possibly Peru. Um, That's really high on our list. We want to take you guys to Peru, but I know a lot of you guys also want to go to Peru. Um, So if that's something that you guys are interested in, let us know. Um, Like I said, that survey is one that really helps us out. Last year when we sent out the survey, you guys are the ones who determined Egypt. So fill out that survey for us. Let us know. There's also a link in there for our next group trip. We are hosting one To Costa Rica in May, so if you guys are excited about that, click the link. Mm -hmm. The full itinerary is there. Hot
0: springs, volcanoes,
1: the whole nine. We still have early bird specials, so if you want to save one hundred and fifty dollars, you can. The first eight people to sign up saves money. So if you guys want to go, now's the time to book. I know it's getting cold here. Mm -hmm. Um, Christmas time. What perfect way to gift yourself an ex either gift yourself or a loved one an experience. We are all about experiences here. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the perfect Christmas gift for somebody
0: or yourself,
1: gift yourself. Um, There are payment plans. So we understand money can be a determining factor. So yeah, there's payment plans. So if you guys – Are kind of struggling and be like, oh, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I can afford it. Just know there are payment plan options. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us via DM on Instagram. We can answer any question for you guys. But yeah, we just want to travel with you guys. So Mm -hmm. help us pick the next location. Join us in Costa Rica. (laughs) And I don't know. I think everybody can tell you that it was a great time and we just want to travel with you guys somewhere else. Thank you so
0: much for listening, besties. We will see you guys in the next season for some amazing travel diary stories like getting started in Egypt, trains all around the world, hamams, and many more things to come. So we will see you guys in the next season. Bye, besties. Bye, you guys. See you in season four.
1: Hey, Travel Besties, guess what? We want to travel with you. We have teamed up with Trova Trip and created an epic itinerary that we want to experience with you. We have a
0: group of fellow Travel Besties who have already booked, but the only thing missing is you. So, why not use that hard earned PTO and join us? You can book the trip or find more information on trovatrip.com, or you can click the link in our show notes.
1: Can't wait to travel with you!